Hey guys, welcome to Youth Force Chronicles. I'm your host, Crazy J, and today in the studio we got Andrea, Izzy, and Emma, and our special guest, Million Dollar Man. Let's get at it. Are you ready? What's up? What's up? Hey guys, what's everyone doing today? How's everyone doing today? I should say, man, I got a little excited there. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, welcome. It's Thanksgiving week. Yes. I am so pumped today. Um, we've got our, like I said, our special guest, Million Dollar Man, in the house tonight. We got Andrea, Izzy, and Emma from the Teen Center at the Boys and Girls of the Koi Region. And for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Crazy Jay. I am the director of the Youth Force program here at the Boys and Girls Club of the Koi Region. Joe is on vacation, and we are about ready to just have some fun today. Everyone ready to go? All right. Yeah. So here's the thing. All right. So typically what we usually do is we go around and we just kind of like, I just want to like hear about what y'all's Thanksgivings look like. Like... And kind of give me like a brief summary of what your Thanksgiving is and maybe what your favorite food is for the day. So uh, I'm going to start with me. Um, I kind of like to mix all my food together and like make like little uh, sandwiches out of that. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, Andrea, what do you what, what how does your Thanksgiving look? Um, I don't I don't have like like the traditional American Thanksgiving. I it's just whatever my mom makes that year. And this year she said she was going to make ribs and mashed potatoes. Ribs. Yeah. What time is what time are you guys eating? <laughs> right. I don't know, y'all. It depends <laughs> if the food's re ready. Oh well, um, you know. Okay. So yeah, we don't. I don't have like the traditional American Thanksgiving. That's yeah. How my family works. Well, I mean, and actually, we were having a conversation about this like earlier at the Boys and Girls Club with Izzy and Emma, and they were judging me for it. Judging you for <gasps> not judging. Not for she not was like, what? she was like, you've never tried turkey. You you don't have this. You don't have mac and cheese. I'm like, no. <laughs> we weren't judging. We were questioning. Oh, questioning. Ah, Absolutely. that's better. You sure. have questions, huh? Right. But, yeah, that's all for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. My Thanksgiving, we have, like, a whole feast. All my aunts and uncles, all of my, like, relatives come over. Uh, they make casseroles and pies and, like, all kinds of, like, even, like, stuffed birds and everything. Like, what? Like not just... Well, hold on. You said birds. So, like, multiple like, birds? Yeah, like, okay, so, like... There's a thing where like you stuff the like the duck and the turkey. Oh, and yeah, a turkey duck. Yeah, a turkey duck. Turkey duck. Turkey duck. Okay, yeah. yeah. And you like stuff it I, with I've more stuffing. You never heard Have of turkey no, no, no. I thought it. See, I thought it was like a liger. One time when they told me, I was like, wait a second. So a bird, a, a, a turkey, and a duck like had a baby. Yeah. Like how do you even do that? A little six pound, eight ounce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turkey. Yeah. Bacon. Uh, I see my favorite part of it though is the rolls. The, the rolls? rolls are really good. Ah, the rolls. bread, huh? Yeah, yeah. She likes it. My Thanksgiving is the same, like pretty much the same as Izzy, but instead of my mom making like the whole feast, we always like everyone always chips in. Yeah. Mm. And gotcha. It's always like it's different. Like one year we we had someone make like Oreo balls. I don't know. It's like a cake oh, pop, but just like nothing but Oreo Oreos. Ball. I've had those. Yeah. I used to eat those <laughs> by the. I used to eat my weight in those, which was usually <laughs> a lot. So no, just, just just a lot of man. That's all it is. What about you? What about you? Well, uh, my family now we um so basically we wake up pretty early and uh, we have to get started around one. We'll eat together as a, my household. Then after that, it's time to split and hit the streets. We have to go to aunts' houses. I have to go to my mom's house. I gotta swing by a cousin's house and um. So you do like a whole tour. yeah. It's like a it's like a whole tour. Wow. You know what I mean? We do like this Chattanooga tour. And then you go to different people's houses, and you got to hang out for about two or three hours and dip out, try to catch a football game in there. And the whole time, y'all, we're collecting plates. So, you know, we got to, you know, you can't go to your aunt's house and not take a plate with you. That's how, I think it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, got to had to grab a plate from there and, and a plate from my mom's house. And by the time you get home, you got more food and you know what to do with. So, but it's more of a, um, it's, like a it's like a Thanksgiving tour is what I want to call it. So it's a whole, it's an event. It's a whole day yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. So, like, do you guys like? It's like a progressive meal. They ever do those in old church where like you would eat at someone's house and then like basically right? Yeah, yeah. That's basically so what like it is. you don't eat the whole. Like, yeah, you don't go and eat like twelve Thanksgiving dinners. No, you should, you try to nibble. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. You want to show respect. You know, by and, the end of the day, it's yeah, like you are you're done. stuffed. You're just done. Yeah. Then the next day, I have to take a detox. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> Just to, to feel like a man again. So, uh, what do you like a detox? Like, what do you like? 
Like, no, nah, I'm serious. It's, it's strict. It's like mostly water and, and, and fruit. Oh, you yeah. try to get it, but you know the leftovers yeah. always find a way back in your stomach. Right. So yeah, those yeah. turkey sandwiches. Yes, man. Thanksgiving is a is a is a day any fitness guy wants yeah. to avoid as best he can. But you know, yeah, I mean, avoid it. You yeah. can't avoid it. It's all complex carbs and like processed. Yeah, everything. all the wrong stuff. Yeah, all the wrong. It's stuff. all the wrong stuff that tastes yeah. that tastes amazing, but it's just all the wrong stuff. You know, I've always wondered how to get them turkeys so big. Sometimes mm. it's Injections. Not the roid kind either. Like it's, anyways, that's another podcast. It's got like fatten them up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So (laughs) say what? So, okay. We're going to move on to our next segment here. So say what is kind of like, this is like a part where we kind of like talk about some things that maybe were interesting to us or Mm -hmm. a funny anecdote of uh, some story. Uh, But what for today, now I, for those of you that don't know who, about me, I've had a lot of jobs and careers in my life, and one of my jobs that I've tried out for was I was a I was a DJ at one time. Oh my! Um, what was your stage name? It I didn't have a stage name because it was a last second thing that uh, Mr. Jared. You could talk to him about it whenever he sees it because he he claims that I'm the only negative review that he has on Yelp. I will say this though. <laughs> I will say this: the wedding that that. That it was was not. They didn't have a wedding planner, which uh, that's a you, that's a recipe oh. for disaster. You know absolutely right. That's okay. Yeah. When you is. know that's a red flag. It's right a red out flag the from when jump. you have your aunts or uncle or it's not an uncle, no. but aunts or even the worst, the mother. Yeah. Is the wedding planner the planner? Yeah. Your day is not going to go very smoothly, right? And so they they took forever to do to get what they need to do. So I got hungry, all right? And so Uh-oh. they didn't have like a whole, they, they had like appetizers. And so I went over, I got like a plate, but they had these like tiny little like Barbie plates. Like they're just itty bitty, you know, like you put like a, a Like the cup. kids like birthday size plate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I would say it was a little, it was just like a little plate. And so they had fruit and stuff like that. And I was like, I was hungry, man. This is way out in like the boonies. And so- I didn't really eat a whole lot that day. Gotcha. So um, I was starving. And so like I went and I just, now you could put five or six things on there and it already looks like. It's full. Mouth, right. Right. But as you know, there's stuff coming up, the dances and stuff like that. So yep. you kind of want to load up. Right. And so I loaded up on the pre-food. Right. And then later found out that she had complained that I w- had eaten all of the like she's basically called me fat. Like, the bride did. Yeah, she did. She said, "Oh she my, said, the DJ." Yeah, it was awful. It was it was very awful. And then Jared tells me, "I never got Jared never asked me to work for him again." But <laughs> jokes on him. I did it on purpose. No, I didn't. I I was just kind of like it was just it was just one of those awkward situations. And then you know what what has anything ever weird like that? I mean, probably not that. You probably didn't have something like that. You seem to have like higher class events and weddings. Yeah, I- events and weddings, a clientele, so to speak, and not like a shotgun wedding look. Well, the, I, I'm disclaimer that was, right, but, yeah, that was, was not a shotgun <laughs> wedding. I just was using that as an example. Go ahead. Weddings are weddings are awkward, man. Weddings are one of the most awkward events in human history. You know, you got you got two families. Uh, I never know the dynamic between the families going into it. <laughs> I never know. Uh, every couple has met under different terms. You know, you get some couples who've been together for years yeah. and you're thinking everybody's going to be extremely celebratory for this, you know, but come to find out that couple has been together since middle school or something. Then, and they get married in their twenties. Chances are they done broke up, got back together. They done did this and friends, no dirt and all that stuff. So when it gets to the altar, you're thinking, uh, but it's not, it's more like about time, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Then you got some couples who've met in college and then, you know, everybody's very excited for them. They've only been together three, a couple of years and, um, the, the chemistry is there. And, um, the families just don't really know each other that well. Yeah, so they're yeah. willing, willing to celebrate and have a good time. But it, it, weddings, I ne- no wedding is the same. I do about 80, 85 weddings a year. 85 weddings yeah, a year? Yeah, typically. Ooh. On a COVID-free year, I'm going to knock out 80 minimum, you know, a year. So this is two or three weekends. So I've seen, you see the good in the people, you see the bad in people. There's only 52 weekends in a year. Well, How do you do That's why I'm a million dollar man. Oh, my goodness. I guess now, but, um, now see, you, you know, people get married Monday through Monday now. So it's not just on Saturday. Monday through Monday. Yeah. So you, yeah. it's nothing uncommon to have a... Tuesday night wedding, but I, as far as awkward situations, I, man, I've had so many, I can't even tell people saying awkward things to me. I think one of the most awkward or more, the most uncomfortable event that I've seen 
was the um one of the groom um one of the bridesmaids Uh-oh. made a comment Uh-oh. about the bride Uh-oh. uh that she knew her in that sense before he did if yeah. that makes sense and then oh, i had okay, a, yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. and so in the bible in sense, the, in, the, in, the yeah. bible sense. in the biblical and sense and you and everybody's going wait yeah. what why would you say that during the toast yeah yeah and the toast is when things get really awkward <laughs> the alcohol is set in and i've had uncles i've had uncles say you know what i actually might be your dad oh you know? no and you're throwing out jokes won't 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 yeah you're throwing out jokes and and the the jokes that fall flat then you get the the, the sister of the groom, and yeah. you, if you mistreat my brother, you know yeah. I'm gonna come get you. And you're thinking, yeah. no, you're not. And the family members like, I wish you would. So it's it's always it's it's never it's always some awkwardness happening yeah. at weddings. But that's why you got to have a certain personality oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get everybody sure. on the. You on gotta a, be able to bounce yeah, back. You gotta like, bounce back. You gotta have like that face of like I've seen everything. Like, yeah, and your, your, your professionalism gets tested has sometimes. It, it's just really anyone. I, I know Emma. We had a conversation yesterday. I was telling her about you coming on the show mm-hmm. and everything, and I was telling her, uh, like, well, we're going to talk about these stories, and she's like, I've never been to a wedding. I was like, I was talking about him, but yeah. has anybody here been at a wedding and had something weird happen? Like, mm-hmm. no? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if this counts as weird, as weird but, like, I went, I went to a wedding, obviously, yeah. at a church, and, like, the bride was coming in, and, like, you know how sometimes they're, like, just, like, all smiley and giggly because, like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting married and stuff. Yeah, she had, like, this look on her face, she was just like straight face, like no movement, just like yeah. And like well, yeah. even I, I was like, oh, maybe she's nervous. No, throughout the whole wedding, like the whole wedding, until the end, she just was like straight face, looking at the ground, just like yeah. <sighs> mm. Yeah. And the dynamic. I mean, every bride is different. I've met brides yeah. who's extremely shy, but who don't want a lot of attention, which yeah, is yeah. baffling to me. You're getting married, and everybody's coming to see you. Yeah. The groom is just a benefit. Why, why I mean, just a, just a plus. Yeah. Right, exactly. Then um, some, you know, some situations uh, without giving out too much information or dropping names or anything, it can be a um, the mom's wedding 2.0. <laughs> the mother mm. of the bride, you know, she's made all the decisions. She said, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. Da, 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 and the bride just kind of shows up going, well, I had no input. And sometimes yeah. that can be, it can be awkward. And it can be weird, for, especially for a DJ. Yeah. Because my job is to make the bride happy first. Everybody else just falls in and falls in line. So uh, that situation, I've seen stuff like I've seen that before, and you just don't necessarily yeah. know how to uh, handle it. Uh, yeah. you just kind of sit back and just just wait for an opportunity to to try to get the bride to smile a little bit and have fun. Yeah, it so, should be one of the best days of your life. You know. So I yeah. I I've been married five years now. Congratulations and Claps. wonderful. I love my, my wife. I tell you, she's a keeper. <laughs> uh, but we went through. Well, yeah, by the way, did you know that if you go through premarital counseling, the average of divorce goes down? So, like, you go through premarital counseling, and this isn't like you talk about, like, oh, you know, mom and dad to hurt me or something. Like right, that. right, right. It's just like you just kind of learn how to, like, talk as mm-hmm. a couple, mm-hmm. and then you plan some stuff out. And, like, your your risk of getting a divorce goes down significantly because of this, which is why a lot of judges when you go to get the license nowadays they kind of say you need to do premarital counseling or you get a, no, it's, you get a discount on your license on your license got yeah, you that's right right and so one of the best pieces of advice that i ever got in premarital counseling is that when you get married he said that you are the ambassador for your family mm. so like i'm when i'm dealing with my family it's me everything's coming through me and going mm-hmm. to my family and then everything's going through her to her family. And and so like it so that way it eliminates because your mama is always gonna think that you're the, the best thing since sliced bread. Right. 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 Even <laughs> if you are like a big giant man baby at home and she's doing everything, you're just like, I'm hungry. And you're like whining and everything, right? Hey, yes, yeah. So if like she if the if wife comes over and says, Hey, you need to tell your son, like it doesn't work like that. And so that's really helped us out. Not that I have very little drama and if none actually because i have wonderful my parents are wonderful and then my in-laws are super great but yeah i always thought that was a really cool piece of advice yeah because it was at least kind of leads me to my next question is like how how many of the people do you follow up with them afterwards and see if they've it's uh, what i I do is uh because i'm emotionally involved in what i do yeah uh it does mean a lot to me to you know follow my clients on social media just to to see what's going on it's nice to um i've been married for 19 years wow and uh, i didn't get what I give, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. Love uh, that. Lexus, love you, girl. It's my wife. We've been together since high school. So, um, you know, you, I didn't get the opportunity to experience what they're experiencing. Yeah. You know, every weekend uh, when I give these couples these experiences um, at weddings, but um, I do like to try to follow up with them. You know, you're there from the, you saw it from the beginning. Yeah. 
Then you oh, follow yeah. them on social media. Next thing you know, they're buying a house. Next thing you know, they're having they're having kids. And um, every now and then, I'll get the chance to play in public. And uh, most of my clients, I call them the Millionaires Club. The people who hey. I worked for, hey, yeah, Millionaires Club. So, um, shouts out to the Millionaires Club. And I love you guys. Thank y'all so much for trusting me. Um, they like to come to my public events. I just said, yeah, shout out, boom, with that air yeah. horn. But um, yeah, you know, you try to stay in contact with them, and because friends refer friends, you oh, know, yeah. friends, you know. Uh, I always tell people, you know, friends won't let a friend hire a bad DJ, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you want to stay in contact with them. It's great marketing as well. So, uh, but it's just it's nice to have a connection with them. Saying I was there from day one. So, so you said you've been doing this for how many years? Full time. Uh, what's this? Seven, seven years now. Full time. Eight years. Two thousand fifteen. What's my math? Two thousand twenty three. Don't ask me. I'm seven not, years, right? I just 15, know how 16, to 17, 18, yeah. 19, 20, 21, 22, 3. Eight years. But before that, I worked at a job, Southern Champion Trades, a paperboard packaging company what, uh, in like, Chattanooga. The, like the office? No, oh, it's okay. not like that. It's it's a uh, it was a factory. You know, it was factory. box. We made boxes and and and, and food service trays Ooh, and things yeah. like that. You know, you go to the football games, okay. the nacho trays. We used to make those uh, and stuff what? like that, and pastry boxes and oh, stuff. That's cool. So you're right, yeah. it it was cool for them. Yeah. I was there for 14 and a half oh. years and I was miserable. Dude, listen, I was just telling <laughs> I was just telling Amelia who's one of our staff earlier today about when I worked at Bear and it's just like this most miserable. I mean, shout out to all the people that work at Bear, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me exactly. Yeah, that's my like, point. Like I needed like this I've never felt like I worked a day in my life here. At I got you. I agree. Just because like every day's new. I meet new kids all the time mm-hmm. and like I mean I get to do stuff like this. Like this is awesome. <laughs> like not a lot of people say, "Yeah, I get paid to to do a podcast for, right. for um and help the kids like learn about this stuff. And so, you know, what, what we do here is we try to expose them to as many jobs and careers as possible. Mm-hmm. You were a guest on our two shows ago, Mr. Joe show, which yeah, was that was fun. like, that was so, that was, that was like the funnest one. We actually, we, so those of you who don't know Mr. Joe show is cause Joe hasn't explained it yet. However, it's a live talk show we do here in Cleveland, Tennessee. It's a lot like double dare and Jimmy Fallon, where we do like a game show portion and we actually built a slime machine last time we slimed one of our kids and it was, it was awesome. So, but like we really try to turn that up and we try to get some really great guests in there and the kids get the Joe interviews, the the guest and the kids win lots of prizes. It's a really great time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was telling her when I used to work at bear, it was just like this mundane thing. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. And so we want to try to like find jobs like, Hey, you're very passionate about your job. And like, there's other things in your job that aren't just like, that's just the, that's probably just the fun part. Like, well, it's, I think it's, um, the DJ inside. I was a choreographer before I was a DJ. I went to an art school as well. So music theater was, is my background. Yeah. I'm, I'm singing, dancing, acting, you know, from sixth grade through 12th grade. That's all we did. Yeah. So when it came to putting a, a mic in my hand, I was naturally, I, I naturally have the gift of gab. Obviously I can talk, you know, just finding something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Something that's, uh, that can make a difference. I'm emotionally connected to what I do. People yeah. mean I love people. I love cult, different cultures. Yeah. I love different races. I'm all about love, regardless of what that love looks like. Sure, sure. So uh, I'm all about that. And um, being able to be emotionally connected to what I do is just, is just the benefit of it. You know what yeah. I mean? But the DJ and the cutting and the scratching and the that's just a, a portion of it. Oh, We're yeah. talking about everything that leads up to that. The, yeah. The conversations with the bride and groom, trying to get their vibe, trying to pick up on them, and trying to make sure that they, that they have what they had, what they want musically. In addition to their playlist, looking at the room and trying to gauge how do you get everybody to leave, saying I had a great event. And oh, if yeah. I can relieve you mentally yep. from the stress and the worries of this world for just a few hours and get you to loosen up and and, and marry people, enjoy each other's company, uh, watch cousins and and aunts and uncles interact, and and just family functions and f- having family fun then that just pulls at my heartstrings. That's just a, that's the fun part of it to me. That's what I leave at the end of the night going, we, we loosened them up. Relationships were established. Yeah. Relationships were reestablished. People got connected. Uh-huh. And uh, that's what you want to leave feeling, you feeling good about. So any job, man, it's going to have its pros and its cons about it. You just have to do your research in it. And I had a guy tell me one time, he was like, he who solves problems gets paid. So my style of DJing was, was really what put me on the market because a lot of DJs don't interact. It doesn't necessarily have that natural gift of interacting. Uh-huh. Uh, but there has to be somebody at an event to say, I'm the guy. All eyes right here. Mm-hmm. Let me get your mind focused on what we're doing. Let me get you uh, mentally involved so you don't want that awkwardness of what's going to happen next. So I'm your, your, your MC, your hype man, your entertainer, your, <laughs> and your DJ, the whole kit and the caboodle all in one person. I think people appreciate that. Got it all. That's awesome. Come Go on. Ahead, Emma. Yeah, what made you want to start DJing? Oh, I started doing Christian hip hop music first. What? Bam. You 
I was a Christian I I hip hop DJ. So wait, so uh-huh. have you when done six click in the cr- yeah, I was a, a part of a Christian hip hop group, TS4C oh in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, at my church, a new church. RJ McCowan is my what? pastor. Shout out, bam. <laughs> um, and I still, I'm still active at my church. I, I help with the lights and the production. Oh, cool. My wife does a praise and worship there. But we started doing it was Christian hip hop first. And um, I want because my, my the youth event the youth the youth in my church wanted to put these events together, so yeah. having uh, functions and such, and we we're obviously going to need music for that. So I was like, you know what? There's no Christian hip hop DJ in Chattanooga. Yeah. Let me, or to my knowledge, there wasn't. So I was trying to fill in that void, but it just didn't come with a paycheck. Mm-hmm. But you made it. Yeah. What so I'm like, I need a paycheck. What was your favorite part of that? Like the whole Christian hip hop. Um, anyway, you can help people identify who Christ is, and yeah. and I think that's where the message it, it can be a little misconstrued here in the South. Uh, because this is obviously the Bible Belt of America, and Cleveland is the belt yeah. buckle, and that little loop in the Bible Belt oh, yeah, of yeah, America. Yeah. So um, together, right? It could be a little taboo, oh, yeah. but I just know that I had a thing for music. All teen, most teenagers love music. If you take music and you can put Jesus in that, you package it right. You can actually give it to a child, and they can hear something that could potentially trigger them to establish a relationship with Christ, and um, and make church just a little bit more attractive. And then once you get yeah. them attracted to it. Then you got them. You yeah. really the men that got you in the church. And I will now say, I can start talking to you. I will say, Christian hip hop has come a very, very long yes, way. Yes, sir. It has. From when yeah. I was growing up, like yep. it was the. I mean, we had Carmen. Which, yeah, I know. I don't know if he was really hip hop. It was. He Toby was the Mac. first one to start yeah. that. Then Toby Mac oh kind of. Then yeah. in, in the African American community, it was yeah, it was right. Kirk Franklin Come on. Yeah. and stuff like that that yeah. really started to just change yeah. music and it made younger people the, attracted to it. All the legalism people. Were yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you can't do with that. You can't say that. That's the devil's music. Blah blah. You know, and all that. And I just think now people started on that a little more comfortable with accepting it. You know, so but I do. I just want to. I find creative ways of using my faith in what I do at weddings. People know I only play clean music and there'll be no explicit content whatsoever. I will play the radio versions of the songs that you want. There you go. Um, at the same time, I lay out the, the law in the beginning. Hey, this is who I am as a DJ. This is what you guys can ex- expect from me tonight. You know, so you, you can, your, your lifestyle can witness more than any scripture you can ever quote. Oh yeah. You know, and so you can always find ways of, um, of encouraging people to either accept a relationship with Christ or just love people. You know, I'm all about love, and that's what it's about. That's really what it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody have any other questions? Yeah, I had a question for y'all. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I know we talking. I know you got you ladies are young. Obviously, I'm 43. You're obviously babies to me. <laughs> uh, is marriage something that long? And, and as you get older, is that something that you might be attracted to? I knew. I'm asking you this because I knew as a kid. Yeah. I knew. I'm. T- I kid you not. I'm talking a little boy. We're talking yeah. kinder, first grade, third grade. I knew I wanted to be married with kids. Yeah, well, yeah, that was too. always a thing for me. So yeah. I'd never quit. My lifestyle now, married with three kids, I'm living a dream. So I was just wondering, is that something? Because this generation is a little bit different oh, yeah. when it comes to marriage and, and your traditional marriages and yeah. things like that. So, oh, Andre is blushing right now. <laughs> oh, she's blushing. It's like, I'm already thinking about it. I got everything planned. I got the right, dress. Right, girl. I got the dress. I got the, I got the date. I got the Got the first dance. Oh, okay. When I was like younger to like eight and down, I didn't want to get married because like not from like what I like. Yeah, usually when like I was talking growing up, I was like, oh yeah, you need to get married. Like it's mm-hmm. just something you have to like do yeah, in yeah. life. And I was like, well, I don't want to get married because if you're forced, basically forcing me to, I don't want to. But as like I'm grown older, um, I like that's changed a lot, and I'm like, well. I mean, it would be nice to get married and have kids and just, like, have a family. Yeah. But, like, when I was younger, I was just, like, really against it because of what has been, like, told to me. It's like, oh, yeah, you need to get married. And they have to be, like, this way, this way, this way. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just, like, setting a bunch of, like, rules. And, like, I didn't like that. The generation before us did a really not so good job of being good examples for a lot of things. Yeah, it's... um, And I think that's where we're at in our culture right now is, like, we're trying to, like... Correct that you know you have your gentle parenting mm-hmm. versus your like traditional parenting of like I mean I got screamed at a lot as a kid but you have so many there's so many my dad loves me you know any, uh, you want to answer that before yeah, yeah. we dive in anything else when I was younger and even still now I'm just like I don't want to get married because my main focus is just like getting a good stable career mm-hmm. mainly okay. so like I'm not focused on any of that I'm just focused on like getting an education. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever future me wants to do, they can do that. I like that. But like for right now, I'm kind of just focusing on. Like, How old are you right now? If it happens, almost it happens, fourteen. Right? Okay, I got you. I like that. I like that. It's good. Good answer. Yours too. I like your answer too. Don't get me wrong. If I do get married, I don't want to do it like the new trend is like 
kind of like doing it when you're like early 20s like as soon as possible mm-hmm. oh yeah i want to wait till like after That's like good where i can like see what i want to do so like i can like work on myself i got you before i yeah. like try to help someone else i've been told this like it's like get a stable career first get, like get your education get your diploma get your degree whatever you want and like Mom's get a, a mom mm-hmm. yeah get a st- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, mom's got a mom. That's mom's what they do, right? Right. Like, get your like, get a stable job and like, get a nice like income mm-hmm. because you never know. I'm just like talking realistic. You never know when your man or woman might leave you, and you don't want to be left with no money. I mean, so obviously, nice. get your get your job, get, be stable, have like a savings account because, like I said, you never know when they might leave you. And yeah. And, and there's so many platforms out nowadays that uh, yeah. everybody has a voice, you know. And you got so many podcasts are talking about this, talking about yep. that. And I just think it's um, sometimes people can make marriage look unattractive. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, unfortunately from media and from movies, media, uh, songs nowadays is just so much that can turn, that can make a, a, a topic look unattractive. Oh, yeah. And nothing is in absolute form. We all have our different opinions about things. I just knew as a kid, I knew I wanted to be married. There was nobody's going to stop me from doing it. Fortunately for me, the first man, with all due respect to my parents, um, my stepdad did a great job of raising me. I, I didn't know how to interpret what his love was as I was growing up. But oh, now that's that I'm hard, yeah. grown, mm-hmm. I, I look back on it. He was giving me solid advice. I yeah. just didn't know how to receive it. Uh, but my pastor, be honest with you, was the first man I'd ever met in my life that made marriage look fun. Yeah. He was the first guy yeah. that made, I was going, because I was working this job, and these, these guys, the older guys telling me, ah, oh, man, you young, you go ahead, you do your thing, you play the field. <laughs> right. You know? And that was never, Play the field. I never wanted to soil be. Soil your oats. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. never wanted to be that. That was no. not my thing. And so I'm like, you know, I, I've always wanted one woman. And I, that's just, that was just me. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and I think I do want to be responsible for um, setting a positive example mm-hmm. for young ladies who do want to get married long term of young men. Okay, I remember that one guy. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. He wasn't perfect, but he wasn't that. Yeah. You know. So I just wanted to be an example, if that makes I, sense. I'm from the same thing. Like I love my dad and my mom, and you know, my dad has has mentioned things now that he's older, and mm-hmm. and I was just telling my friend this one Christmas, he, him and my stepmom got my son a, a present, and it was like this little dinosaur track, and they live in Lebanon, Tennessee, and they came, they left, and my dad tried calling me during that, but I was playing with, with Bodie and Bodie went to bed and I I texted my dad and said, Hey, sorry, dad. I was, I was like, Bodie loves this uh, dinosaur track. I mean, we were taking it and like putting around the house and yeah. like, we made a bridge with it from like the furniture to the ottoman to the couch and everything. And we just, were just having a great time. And, and my dad like said to me, cause I told him that we were playing with that. And he said, I'm, I'm sorry. I never played three hours with you mm-hmm. when you were younger. Yeah. And I was like, dad, like that, I mean, I I was I got a little emotional when he said that, but like I'm like, Dad, you you did you like you did the best, and I mean, look at how I turned out. Like, right. it's not you didn't do anything. You end up in jail. Yeah, you I mean, got kids scattered everywhere. Yeah, so. for sure. Right, right. And and so it's just it's just crazy sometimes as like as a now as a parent, I get a lot more. Right. You know, but yeah, and no dynamic is perfect. Yeah. Even as a parent, I mean, I, I know this is this conversation probably going to somewhere no, else. I don't know. I know if it was good. going. Um, no, no. Uh, you you do the. You do the best you can. The yeah. era in which you guys, you ladies, are, are growing up in, in my opinion, is just so everything you want is just so accessible. Now that can be a positive thing and a negative. You know, it's 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 a more isn't neither good nor bad, but it's all about how you use it. You do your best as a parent. Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm I work uh, like I said, eighty five weddings a year. Eighty. We're just talking weddings. We're not talking corporate events. We ain't talking proms. We're not talking about photo booth rentals. I'm constantly working. So just try to to find time. But this is a guy who we're talking about racks to. to better uh we lived in hotels i've been broke mm-hmm. i've lived bankruptcies garnishments there was this one story i told this lady about my my daughter we were living in this hotel which is ironically down the street from where we live now i'm in a townhouse now i was in this hotel in this room and my daughter was eating chef bardia and i never forget it and i hadn't eaten it was about i hadn't eaten in almost two days and, but i had to make sure my daughter had some food oh, yeah, and i'm yeah, sitting yeah. there feeding my daughter my mouth watering mm-hmm. wanting to eat the food i'm feeding my you're daughter looking, and, looking the can. and i'm going oh my goodness like is 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 life ever going to change yeah. you know and uh things were tough for us you know we going to work you work a 12 hour shift you come out your car's been repoed oh, you know gosh. so my my hustle i'm driven like that to make sure that my kids never know what that yeah. feels like anymore mm-hmm. you know so to make sure we never get back to that dark place yeah. 
financially just and, to make sure I'm on things. And that's how you take At the same time, yeah. I'm trying to balance, though, yeah. to spend three hours playing with my kid. with a tr- You know, and it, it takes a discipline because when, when I'm not working, yeah. I'm trying to recover mentally from what I've been doing all the weekend. You know, it and there's a lot a, of energy. To it's a lot. Yeah. So to, to piggyback on that, as far as getting your, I think that's what your parents mean by getting your business, your careers established. So you can build on that. I had, my wife and I did it the we did it the opposite way. We got married early, but we grew up together. Oh yeah. There's no better person I wanted to spend my found build a foundation with uh-huh. than the woman who I have. And yeah. she didn't run when things got tough, you know. So of course she doesn't have to work now. She's at home. She's a stay at home mom now. And but she just finished, got her degree, and she's free to do whatever she wants to do. And that's how I like it. She yeah. was with me when I didn't have anything, but she's benefiting from it now. At the same time, I do need to find that balance because my kids now are playing basketball. They're yeah cheering my daughter, my daughter's at chattanooga state she's on the cheer team the captain of this and the third so you have to find that balance of attending these events and being there for them um so yeah kudos to what you what you ladies were saying is what i'm trying to say yeah. get yourselves established first because you need to be found being beneficial to the person whose life you're going to end up connecting with yeah. you bringing what you got to the table they bring what they got to the table and it's, it's, it's a better foundation than what i had you know yeah and it, you know and and what what you're talking about too is helping break those generational curses. Yes, because like I know at the club we have a lot of kids that come from foster parents and and stuff like that. And like some choose to 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 be victim, and others choose to embrace what they got and mm-hmm. take responsibility and then make something of themselves. And that's hard. Yeah, and, and you know it's it's hard coming from you know being hungry mm-hmm. watching your your kid eating uh or ID Ooh. to where you are now. You know right. You and I, I could see why you need to rest. You're the, the I, I follow you on social media too. The stuff you do is just like intense. Like it's, I'm like, yeah, it's physically like a concert it, every single time. It has to be that. I'm oh, giving yeah. you a show and give you an experience. Uh, I, I can't. I'm not just gonna stand back there and just play music. No, I'm, I'm engaging. I'm hyping it up. I'm. I want to take you. If I'm telling you what to do, you're not thinking about what to do on the dance floor, and that takes the awkwardness out the room. You know, yeah. hands up. Here we go. Now back. Drop it. I'm telling you to do what to do. And there's some energy that's required, but I'm anointed for it, you there know, you so it doesn't yeah. really, there's no real wear and tear on me physically as much as it is mentally. So you know? I, I'm interested over here. What I don't think I've ever asked you girls these questions is what, what do you want to do when you get older? Like as a career, I think Andrea, I think I think I know a little bit about what you want, but go ahead. My like main focus is that I want to be, I want to be a therapist. I've just like always liked helping people and like, I've always been called like the therapist friend because I've always helped people with like their problems. And I just, I don't know. I've always been told that I've been really good at it. And I was like, oh, maybe I can like turn this into something I can do like full time. And like more specifically, I want to help um, like kids with like things they've dealt with, like trauma and stuff. And yeah, that's just like something I like doing. I like hearing people out. I like trying to help them, trying to make them feel good. And yeah. Okay. Awesome. Izzy, what you got? Well, I have two things I would love to do. Throughout high school, even, I would love to just be, like, a barista, just because I feel like that would be a yeah. fun thing to do. Yeah. But for, like, an established job, I would be a lawyer. Um, don't know what kind of lawyer yet, but I want to be a lawyer and work in the law area. Okay. I feel like that would just make, make, make good money, but also you would see a lot of cases that you could help with in your own family, even. Mm. I want to be a veterinarian so bad. I've always loved helping animals. I'm, I have like a special part in my heart that I, animals is my <laughs> I can, thing. I can see I that. Yeah, so I much. can see that. Well, when she said that, it just clicked. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I have. You two can help a dollar a day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I have three dogs and two cats at home, so I'm always like spoiling them, and it drives my yeah. mom crazy. Because like, how do you spoil them? So when I, like, people give me, like, money and stuff for, like, birthdays and all that. It always goes to my animals. Like, oh. just taking them to go get them, yeah. like, get, like stuff for them, treats or toys or anything. It's like, mom was like, spend it for yourself. It's not for the dogs and yeah. cat. And I've always loved, like, helping animals and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are my babies. Yeah. <laughs> Something I've always, like, dreamed of doing also is just, like, just in case I don't, like, being a therapist doesn't work out, I want to be a... Uh, Labor and delivery nurse. I just Jeez, again, yeah. I've always just that's I've, a big one. What's I've, that now? Wait, a labor and delivery nurse, like oh my goodness, the, like yeah. nurses that like hope. Yeah. Hut, say one. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. Give me the scissors. Come on, Whoop. hurry up, hurry up. Whoop. Whoop. I can't Count. Do it. Breathe, <laughs> <laughs> breathe. Let me tell you something, boy. I saw that. Ha! Oh god, right, right. Ha! 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 
I ain't never heard my wife make certain noises. Listen. And I was like, boy, yeah. she just was the finest woman to me. And she was making them noise. I said, what in the holy heavens is going on? My here? wife had to, my, my son was 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 born, uh, he was sunny side up. And she had to summon the powers of her ancestors <laughs> because they had turned up the the Petrosin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So high. Dude. But he wasn't moving. Bru- and the, the anesthesia guy kept, she kept coming in. He kept coming in and like, she's like, something's not feeling right. He's like, well, you're still going to feel it. She wanted to like come across that bed. And, like, hey, she, you know, I yeah, don't want to give women, too many details because I don't. But women it was, made, man, my wife got an epidural. I was like, <laughs> and the needle, yeah, that they just the needle alone. The, the needle. I'm sitting by right. Yeah. This guy sitting. Yeah, I saw the hole in the needle from across the room. Yeah, and then I said, it winked at you, didn't it? It was like, ah. was like my wife was looking at me. Is it? It's okay. I'm like, yeah, baby, it's fine. <laughs> the holy hell. No, you didn't. Oh. It's it's a you talking about an annoying yeah. girl. Yeah. I, I There's a reason look. why. I say oh best wishes to you. We need, we need that out here in this world. <laughs> yeah. You do have a soothing. I would have been, I would been crying though. I can, oh, I can you. see that. I, I can, get I, out. I can see that. Uh, She's real chill. Re- she re- she re- looks like she never gets out of character. I want to do that. The reason I want to do that is because um, when my mom was like giving birth to me, she like told me the story about like how like I almost like may have almost like killed my mom, but it's okay. Yeah. Um. She said that I was like born like really chunky and like really tall mm. for a baby mm. and stuff. And she said um, a bunch of things and that just like that scared me because she was like about it like because she had like a bunch of like bleeding and stuff. Mm. And that's like one of the main reasons I would do. I wouldn't like I don't want anybody to have to like go through that like my mom did. Gotcha. And just like I just want to help people. I, well, like, I, mean, I also I just love babies. It it happens. I was gonna be an EMT when I was like. I can see that yeah, though. I went I to firefighting school. Listen, firefighting school was the hardest thing that I ever had to do. <laughs> After that, I was just like, I could do anything. Yeah. And uh, like, I have this really cool story about when I the, they do this like fire, but it, that's probably for another time. But so, anyways, I went through EMT school, and I was gonna be an EMT. But then I started thinking about like, man, what happens if I come across a kid, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I think every every job has, whatever, regardless of yeah. what career it is, oh, yeah. or there's a lawyer, you lose a case. Yeah, yeah. You see your client have doing 15 in life, you know, whatever, or something like that. You know, I think there's an emotional connection to it. I just, I've always wanted to encourage people to do something because the money, the money is going to be there, man. Money, yeah. if you manage your money correctly, do what you're oh, supposed yeah. to do with your money, the money is going to be there. And it was impressive to hear you ladies not mention, oh, because I know this is a six figure income, and girl, I got my Birkin bags and stuff mm. to get. So, I mean, and if that does happen, so be it. But, that money is gonna money is a short term motivator. Yeah, I've never chased. I, I promise. You, I've never chased money. Money has always chased me. There you go. And it's but I've wanted to find something that where I know that when the money is no longer a motivator. Yeah, I knew I was gonna still be passionate about it. You know, I still want to yeah. find a creative way of making a difference. And I do. I just bringing people together, man. Using music to do it. Seeing people interact, smile, laugh, and just enjoy enjoy life. I'm big on encouraging people at these events that I work to enjoy life. I always tell people life is a gift and it's tough to appreciate a gift that you didn't ask for. And if I can give you the keys to a Maserati, you're thinking, okay, I didn't ask for this. And you can't appreciate it like the person that's really wanting that Maserati. And life is like that, you know? So um, it's tough to appreciate something. I didn't ask to be here, but I am here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Now it's my job to find, ask God, why am I here? And I just want to be found making purpose. a difference in people's lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fulfill that purpose. That's what's up. I think that's also a difference between like a job and a career. A career kind of helps you find a purpose. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this that's before. That's a good word. That's good. And uh, a career kind of like it would it would take a lot for me to like have to walk away from this because it's like I'm so fulfilled. Yeah. In it, you know, and I really get to do this and not I have to. Like, there's been lots of times where I forget that I'm even here, but it's usually be- it's usually something that I get. Not in trouble, but like there's like a something I missed, and like, hey, you need to do this. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I forgot. I actually do work here, like, right? So, whoopsie daisy. Huh? Yeah, whoopsie daisy. So, so it's just it's just a lot, you know, and and that's important. And I think one of our taglines for the youth force is training teenagers who are professional, professional, passionate, passionate training people te- who are uh, yeah, passionate yeah, yeah. about what they do. Yes, professionals who are passionate about what they do. Gotcha. Like, if you want to go be a fry cook at McDonald's. Do it with a passion and integrity mm-hmm. that you are proud of, 
And, you know, I mean, be a SpongeBob in a world full of, of Sigma. No, it's, it's, that's fair. Yeah, I know? get that because I worked at Sonic uh, yeah. in high school. Well, that's the next question. It's like, oh. what, what's some of your other jobs that you've ever oh, done? Oh, man. First job yeah. I ever had, I was 17 and I was a bagger at Food Line. Do you even have Food Lines anymore? No, and, I was a bagger at Public so far. And, uh, and it's funny, I'm going to tell you this, this is going to be a trend that I'm going to mention in a second. Everywhere I've played, everywhere I've been, I've gotten, I've went up through the ranks. Yeah. So we're talking a bagger at Food Line, then I was a cashier, and then I was a front end assistant, and then I was over with all the cash register the the training the cash registers uh, the cashiers and I was there for about a year and a half and I did something stupid y'all wah 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 end up getting fired um there was and I'll tell you it was theft under 500 I wasn't I was helping friends with groceries I wasn't taking yeah. money I was helping people get groceries so you were the Robin Hood of food right, line right, exactly oh, okay. just doing being young and dumb <laughs> and then I'm thinking uh okay well and then after that, I went to a, a steak and shake. Okay. Mean, mind you, I went to an art school. So we had plays and stuff. We were doing rehearsals and I played baseball. So I went to a steak and shake and I was working steak and shake on the weekends, get tips. I was working at Sonic through the week for the flat, for the rate, for the normal paycheck, you know. So I'm flipping burgers. I'm doing all that stuff. But I wow. took pride in flipping my burgers. Yeah, yeah. I did, man. I was, them supersonic burgers, they was, everybody was, I took, I was pride, I took pride in, in doing it. And then I had opportunity of interacting as a waiter at Steak and Shake. And so after that, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go to the police academy. And I'm thinking, I'm going to try to go ahead and do this. And I wanted to belong, belong to something. I just felt myself not feeling fulfilled. And I was like, I need something to belong to. So I um, started a Southern Champion Trey. Mm-hmm. I was 19. And I'm like, this. I knew then it was a dead-end job. In the yeah, sense yeah. of dead-end as far as advancement wasn't much. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to do something. It's military. I'll go to the military or something. I'm, I'm going to go to the Army. What? Thinking that's going to work for me. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to the Army. I, I thought that too. But military yeah. police. Well, military, <laughs> you know. I get out. I kid you not. I took everything, took the ASVAB test, did all that stuff, and I was scheduled to ship out October of October, the end of October in 2020, 2001. September 11th happens. Oh, jeez. A month prior. And so. Um, Everyone was on fire then. Like, And I got out. Of the military, I got my agreement a week before September the 11th happened. They were telling me I was being foolish. This is peacetime. There's no wars. There's none of this stuff. And Surprise. they called me every type of, yeah, foul. Yeah. Idea. And they let me, they released me from my agreement. And then a week le- later, September 11th happened. That following Tuesday, yeah. the World Trade Center gets bombed, you know. And I called them back. I was like, what's all this peacetime you guys are telling me about? Uh. And they clicked, hung up in my face. <laughs> I ain't heard from the folks since. And then I tried to go to the police academy. And um, I took the uh, written test, scored an 85 on it. Took the physical ability test, scored a 95 on it, passed the polygraph, did everything they asked of me, but they brought up what I'd done at Food Line. Oh, gosh. Although I had it expunged off my record, and I paid it back in restitution six months quicker than what they gave me time for to yeah. try to clear my name. That didn't matter. They just denied my application to the police academy. Man, so I'm working this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gl- I'm grateful, though. I'm thankful. Yeah. It didn't work out because, you know, I'm in a better spot now in life. But um, so, yeah, it was it was trying those careers. I was just putting my hands on things. All I knew is I just wanted to help people. I just want to help people. I love helping people. I've been in a grocery store and see something and you know what I mean? Oh, I just, yeah. just how I am is who I am. I'm in traffic. People trying to later trying to get over in traffic. I just kind of let people, you know, I just, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to help people around me. I love people despite political stances, despite whatever yeah. your hangup might be. Sure. That's just who I am. Yeah. And I'm, I'm built that way. But, you know, so doing what I do gives me that, that fix, if that makes sense. I just didn't want to sit in a cubicle all day. Dude, like, I couldn't. Man. Uh-uh. Oh, I couldn't. There's no way. This, this energy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, trying to, like, oh, my gosh. Y'all seen The Incredibles? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mr. Incredible. You know what I mean? He hated what he did. And I, I don't want to encourage you ladies that, too. And I've always wanted to encourage to younger pe- uh, teenagers, you don't want to be that. Because there are people who, who were making, at the, the job I was working, they were making six figures easily. Okay. But they hated what they did for a living. They were clocking in on a daily basis, hating what they did. Ugh. And and there's nothing worse than being financially secure, but you hate my, what you do every day. My dad, he has a lot of drive, and he... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had a flashback of childhood. So when he when we were little, he, he, he hated... Well, he didn't hate, he just did it, but it was a newspaper. I hated doing it. Mm. Because we would have to do, I lived in Daytona Beach, and he was a newspaper delivery guy, pretty much. And so on Saturdays, it was like this thing where we would have to put the ad inserts into the yep. papers. And your fingers that. get all black, and we'd have to load these papers up in the van. And it was just the, it was it was hard, hard work. Mm-hmm. 
but that's how he made a living for most of us. And then he got into uh, real estate, doing some stuff, and and then some things fell through and everything. But now he's he works as a maintenance guy. But like hard jobs, I mean, hard jobs are hard jobs. But I think it kind of like developed something in you too of like either you either you continue the tradition yeah. or you break through you break, and you're like right. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. I, I can't, right. Like now, I've tried to tell my show my show that to my kids and what I do. I'm self employed yeah. at, at the moment, and I'm gonna my company is growing though i'm going to take on djs and train them and and send them out you know if i'm because i sit around all day going thanks for contacting me but i'm already booked you know i do that yeah. all the time so i'm saying my company is going to grow though but you don't want to sit back there's a it's, it's like you just said there's something it does spark something though yeah. you're either gonna change that dynamic oh yeah or because i want my kids to be self-employed i do i want them owning businesses because in yeah. my opinion there's no cap on how much you can make when you have a successful business when you have a nine to five, they're gonna pay you your salary. Yeah, and then you're expendable. Like. Right, right. The word job, I was told by Megan, as a word, just is is an acronym for just over broke. They give you just enough to keep you from being broke. <laughs> and so when you got something that has no cap on it, you can make thirteen thousand dollars one month, turn around and make thirty three thousand dollars next month. Yeah. Uh, versus you know you clocking in, clocking out, and you just set at that salary rate, unless you work in overtime or something like that. So I, in my household. College is first, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do encourage that because you need the discipline, sure, to to be self-employed. There's it have to yeah. be a certain level of discipline that comes with running a business, and so uh, we do encourage that. But I, I also encourage them to own a business before I encourage them to clock in. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how that culture, generational curse that you were talking about, because everybody in my family had jobs. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my family owned a business. It makes you miserable too sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And so I wanted, um, I want them to have that mindset of owning a business first. And then if it, you know, you use your job to finance your dream. Yeah. That's there what you, you should be doing. Ooh. And you stay in my house. Yeah, write that down. You stay in my house. My kid's going to stay in my house. Yeah. Bill free. See? Until they get on their feet. Oh, you ain't you are, kicking them out nah, at 18 nah, man, because they on, turn man. 18? Okay, I'm just checking. To, that curse needs to I stop. I'm just checking. <laughs> I got kicked out when I was 18, 19. I didn't get kicked yeah. out. I, I was living in a unique situation. I need to leave. Yeah. And so I ended up leaving. Get out. And I just wasn't ready to be on my own. Sure. But it did kick a fire under me to make sure that, A, I don't do that to my children. And me to come out on top. Well, does anybody ever have any other questions? What is your real name? It's my name is Keenan Daniels. Keenan I picked Daniels. up the million dollar okay. man. Yeah, one word, no R. By the way, million dollar man. Dollar. Yeah, you got to I, I want to get sued. No. Uh, so it has. It's just a million. I oh. picked that up. <laughs> I didn't want DJ right. Well, <laughs> not Teddy Biasi. I didn't want a DJ anything in my name. Yeah, I put you in a box. Oh yeah. And when you're a black man, you're a DJ. That comes with a certain stereotype, unfortunately. Yeah. So they think ratchet, they think club, they think this, that, and the third. So to get in these opportunities to work for corporate events, I just wanted a name that said I'm, I'm an entertainer, I'm mm-hmm. a host, I'm a this first, I'm a, I can be a voice of God at corporate events, making any announcements, sure. and I can also play music too. I wanted okay. that. So that's why God gave me the creative idea of the Million Dollar Man. Sure. Because he, he's the guy you need at your event to make your event special, regardless of what capacity it's in. Even if I'm a guest at an event, he had to turn it up, and his yeah. energy is contagious. So that's the reason why I picked the Million Dollar Man. And plus, my uh, mentor at the time, when I was in this Christian hip hop group, he used to always make this joke: the Million Dollar Man is never late. The Million Dollar Man is man of integrity. He's we have assignments, and we didn't come through on him. He's like, well, the Million Dollar Man would have been down there doing this. Yeah. And I was this Million Dollar Man stuff, and I just took that <laughs> and adopted. And then it, yeah, he was like, hey, right. wait a second, that actually, is, he's yeah. the guy that every guy wants to be. Yeah, that's true. So, and I just picked that as a uh, as a nickname to open up doors of opportunity for me. Well, that's good. So does anybody have any questions anymore? What, like, in the, what initially, like, inspired you to, like, become a DJ? Like, what keeps you inspired? What, like, what's your, like, little, like, angel, basically? I'm hungry. Telling you, like, keep going, keep going, keep I'm going. I'm hungry. I, uh, I did, I was, I worked for Oprah, went for two times. Praise God. That was a great opportunity. I've worked for politicians. I've won awards. I won several awards doing what I do. And thank, I'm thankful for that. At the same time, I still want to become a better DJ. I'm still hungry and passionate about being flawless at every event that I do. Yeah, what was that thing I, we just saw on Facebook the other day? That the you, proclamation. Yeah, the proclamation. Was that the proclamation? Was that on Facebook? Did I, yeah. Who put that on yeah, Facebook? I don't know. The state of Tennessee, you know, recognized me for my, for my efforts in my community and um, excellence in, in execution for what I do. So the, the state of Tennessee gave me a proclamation and they just acknowledged me and told me congratulations and in, in, in how you represent yourself and... Represent your family and, and things like that. So yeah, it's on social media. Was that like a holiday they made it? Like today's million dollar baby. That would be man. sweet. That would be dope <laughs> if they did that, man. Yeah. You know, but our kids got the key to the city. She Emma was actually mayor for a day. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> it was really, really fun. I like that. 
I'd like to have that. Did you cut? Did you kiss babies and cut ribbons? Maybe not kiss babies in COVID times. No, but, but I got to do the like hit the gavel thing. Like I got you got to, to hit, hit the gavel. I never got to hit the gavel. <laughs> and I got to sit behind the mayor. So. Wait, oh, your mayor? Um, oh, what's his name? Brooks. Kyle. Brooks. Yeah, I, mean, I DJed his son's wedding. What? Yeah, <laughs> Brooks. Those are my people. We got to cut. Well, hey, that's great. Okay, so this is good. So, all right. So we're gonna. Does anybody else have any questions? Because this is a good segue here. No. All right, we're gonna get into our last portion before okay. we got to go. So you talk about being goofy with your wife and, mm-hmm. and I, I'm the same way. My wife and I goof off and we laugh and so much. And she has this like, sometimes she has this thing where we watch TV in our bedroom at night and I'm laying like this and she's laying at the head of the bed. I'm super ticklish on my feet. And she has, she's so clever that she has gotten this trick now where I'm just minding my own business. And she takes the blanket and she throws it on top of me, making me into some sort of burrito and then proceeds to jump oh my on goodness. my, and just tickle the mess out of me. Sometimes she ends up getting hurt minor, but not a lot, just because I'm <laughs> I'm like it's like a rodeo and I'm like bucking her off, right? And one you time ain't I actually no little fella. Yeah. One time I actually like duplexed her into the 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 bedside table. I was like, Hah! it was on accident. It was like inertia took over. But anyways, so the other night we were playing this game that we've seen on TikTok where it's like this it's like a word association game. I'm gonna try to explain this as best as I can. Because if we do this, this would be cool. So we're going to try it a couple times Uh-oh. just to kind of see what we can do. And so the, the way that we do this is, is we pick a random word. It doesn't need to be anything. That It could just be whatever word you think of, right? Uh-huh. And then we try to pick the thing that is, we're trying to get to the same word, but we try to find the connection. Now, the in connection I was thinking that we could focus on Thanksgiving, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work with four people, five people. One, two, three, four, five. So we'll maybe just try this and see what happens. Maybe break some sort of world record. I don't know. But that would be great. So when I say on the count of three, we're going to pick some sort of word and you just say it out. And then we're going to try to like find the connection. So like keep in mind, we're trying to find a connection. Find a connection. We're trying to find a right? connection. And we want to land on something that has to do with Thanksgiving. All right. Do you see what I'm saying? All right. All right. So ready? One, two, three, snow. Banana. What? Which I said family. What'd you say? What'd you say? Banana. Bananas. Okay. Food. 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 Okay. I said family. Family. Okay. Bananas. All right. And uh, you said what? I said snow. Snow. Okay. Did you get bananas. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Put it yeah. Y'all yeah, yeah, ready? <laughs> All right. Oh crap! I think I. I okay. Come okay. On. Ready. One, two. Three Christmas, Christmas. Dinner. huh? Family dinner. Family dinner. I said Christmas. Christmas. Okay, Christmas. All right. Christmas. Christmas. You said Christmas too. We got three. Oh, we got three. Three yeah, out of okay. On, three good. out of five. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, no. We're gonna oh, keep going. Shoot. All right. Oh, if we can oh, land on all four, <laughs> this would be great. All right. Jason. What? Izzy said Christmas too. You said Christmas. Trio. Holy cow! All right. All right. So you need to be just. <laughs> we're going for the same word, and I think it's the same thing. Ready? One, two, three. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Do we do it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I cannot believe that just worked. I know that was I'm weird. Freaking out right now. It's a work right. in progress. But the Christmas that was, was a good one. The fact that yeah. all of us said it's Christmas. It's a work in progress, but. Haters are going to say it was fake, but that was all real. Right. I promise right. you. Right. So, support haters. Well, we would like to thank you. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much to our guest, uh, Million Dollar Man. Once again, I'm Crazy Jay. This is Andrea, Izzy, and Emma in the house. Please check us out on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, and all other areas of the social media world. We're here in Cleveland, Tennessee, and we are part of the Boys and Girls Club of the Ocoee region. Thank you so much for listening, and please, if you like this, leave a review. Give us a good stars. These kids work really hard to help us out. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Peace.